Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. Today, I'm very pleased to be joined by Pat Conti, Senior Vice President of Global Business Development at High Trust. Welcome, Pat, to the program. Thank you, Allison. Pleasure to be here. Now, HITRUST has been a great collaborator with Intel for a number of years. Let's just get started with an introduction on HITRUST and the arena that you operate in when it comes to data center computing. So what HITRUST does is we're a cybersecurity company. We're software. We develop solutions that are focused on two things. One is locking down the virtual infrastructure that sits underneath any kind of a cloud, whether it's a private cloud a hybrid cloud or a public cloud environment. And the second thing we focus on is protecting the critical data that's in the cloud workloads that sit on those clouds. So when I'm talking about the critical data, it could be GDPR data, it could be personal data for PCI, it could be code, it could be anything that's critical to that business or to the clients or customers of that business. And when I'm talking about locking down virtual infrastructure, what I mean is, the virtual servers, storage, network, and people, the admins that make up that infrastructure that sits underneath every cloud. So that's what we do as a company, and you guys have been a major help to us. We've collaborated on quite a few different technologies that I'm sure we'll talk about over the next few minutes. Now, Pat, obviously security remains a top priority for IT managers, and threats continue to evolve as the use of technology grows. When you look at the customer challenges that you're trying to solve, where do you think HITRUST brings a unique offering to the table for your customers? So when most customers, most people, even practitioners, think about cybersecurity, the first thing that they think of for the most part is what we call network security. This is the part of cybersecurity that has to do with keeping the bad guys off your network or containing them if they get on your network. A lot of the breaches that are in the news happen at the network. The second area of cyber that people think about is endpoint. Endpoint's been around for a long, long time, even before the cybersecurity era uh, with antivirus, but now it includes IoT and a number of other critical areas. It's also very important, but we're in the third category, which we would call cloud. That is the cloud infrastructure and the cloud workloads and data. What makes us unique is that we have a framework for doing this that we call our security policy framework and essentially it contains all of the critical capabilities needed for a full data protection environment. And you wouldn't use them all in every single case. It would depend on the customer's use case, whether it was a data protection use case, infrastructure use case, maybe it was something that had to do with compliance or automating good behavior from the administrators or even forensics. These would all be use cases that we could use our framework and the technology underlying that framework to bring to the table to help them. Now, PyTrust has made a decision to invest very heavily in the coupling of your software with the underlying infrastructure. Why is that so critical? Yes, the reason it's important is because a recent study says 80% of the breaches are happening at the administrator, and they're happening in one of three areas. They're happening based on accidental downtime, meaning that an administrator, a cloud administrator, or a virtual administrator makes a simple mistake, you know, a human error. Uh, For example, uh, let's say that in a delete order of a number of VMs, 
instead of typing in 20, they accidentally type in two extra zeros and 2,000 DMs go away and take the bank down for a couple of days. Those kinds of things sound a little bit extreme, but they actually do happen. So eliminating human error is one key area. The second one is the malicious insider and what we used to think of as the rogue admin. Probably the most famous malicious insider of all time is Edward Snowden. But one of the breaches that's happened in recent times is at Tesla, there was a disgruntled administrator who didn't get a promotion and basically stole self-driving car code and moved it off of their private cloud. Nobody knows exactly where it went, but when Elon Musk, the founder of Tesla, was asked by the press what the impact was going to be, his response was, I guess it's a good thing we didn't give him the promotion. So these kinds of things still happen. And the third area is the compromised credentials. This is actually the fastest growing area where breaches are happening at the admin. A bad guy will identify an administrator, maybe with privileges that they don't use, and will spear fish and try to get those credentials. And then once they're on the network, they will then look around and try to find the data that they want to steal. Then they'll essentially exfiltrate that data, move that workload off of that private cloud, crack it open, and then either use it for ransom or possibly give it to WikiLeaks or something. But those three cases compromise about 80% of the breaches. And I mentioned the server storage network and people. The people are the area that you need to focus on the most and where our solution does using very strong authentication tools, very granular access controls, the ability to force any kind of an action to secondary approval, and then being able to do forensics and see what people did, being able to see it instantly and be able to trigger security alerts off of any kind of behavior. Those are the kinds of things that we've applied to the infrastructure. And that's why it's so important because of the number of breaches that are happening at that virtual infrastructure. Now, I know that you talk about this concept called boundary control. Can you take us under the covers and how you deliver that capability and how does that fit within HITRUST's larger strategy in terms of delivering improved security to clients? Boundary controls is, in fact, probably one of the best examples of the collaboration between HITRUST and Intel. What boundary controls is, is a commercialization of Intel's TXT and TPM capabilities. TXT being trusted execution technology and TPM being the trusted platform module. Essentially, those being chip level or board level technologies, what we do with boundary controls is we actually can tag a workload, a cloud workload to a specific physical server that's in the infrastructure. It's in the private cloud, in fact, and we have to have access to that server to be able to do it. But what we've done is when we've tagged that workload to that physical server, or it could be a group of servers, a cluster, could be all the servers in a particular data center, whatever the customer would designate as a trusted server, that workload can only execute on that server or set of servers that have been designated as trusted. And we use those technologies, TXT, to make sure that the server hasn't been tampered with. And we use the TPM capability to make sure that it is, in fact, the server or set of servers that that workload has been assigned to. And so as a result, we've put a boundary around that data. We put a boundary around that application and that workload to make sure that it can never move and execute anyplace else than where the user puts it. And so in a practical sense, this can be used by cloud service providers like IBM. Uh, in fact, is used by IBM. We're the security layer in IBM Cloud to create virtual private clouds inside of their cloud data center by segmenting the cloud data center by client. 
and making sure that only one particular client's workloads run inside of that boundary that we've created with boundary control. And in fact, our encryption product, which we call data control, enforces the boundary. If something were to try to leave the boundary, if somebody were to try to steal it or accidentally move it, it could never get the decryption keys because unless it gets a trust from the hardware, a hardware root of trust, if you will, it cannot get the decryption keys and cannot execute. So this is how we integrate uh, very, very closely with Intel's technology. And in fact, this is a unique solution. We're the only ones that have this. And it gives us an interesting and very powerful message that we can deliver to cloud service providers such as IBM, but also to larger enterprise customers. For example, a global bank that may have operations in the Americas, in Europe, and in Asia. They may have wealth management, an investment bank, and also a retail bank as part of what they do. So you can see three theaters, three different kinds of banking operations. They may have nine separate virtual private clouds that they wanted to put into their private cloud infrastructure. We're the, really the only way that they can carve that up into nine separate entities where those workloads can never move between those. And that may be critically important for separation of duties, as well as the fact that at the administrative level, we have all the access controls that mean that an administrator in one area could never see anything or act on anything that's going on in any other area. That encryption is also integrated with Intel at the AES and I code level. What are you most excited about in terms of where the work at HITRUST and the work between Intel and HITRUST is going in terms of new capabilities? Well, I think that the evolving nature of threats is in many ways focused at the network edge. It is very much of a weak point, and the introduction of malware and different kinds of things at the edge are ways that bad guys get a hold of your infrastructure. In most cases, it's probably your endpoints. And the fact of the matter is, is because that continues to evolve, it's almost impossible to stay ahead of it. So the truth of the matter is, we don't focus on it at all. In fact, we believe that it's likely the bad guys are going to find a way to get on your network in any case. What we do is we stop them once they're on that. We interrupt what's called the kill chain by making sure that they can never get command and control, that they never are able to use the privileges that they think that they've gotten. We've done user behavior analytics around what those administrators would be doing, and we can tell if somebody has compromised, for example, a particular admin's privileges and shut them off immediately. The second part of your question having to do with how we're working with Intel going forward is, well, we're going to continue to enhance the things that we've done around encryption and around geofencing. Effectively, boundary controls is a data geofencing technology that we use in these practical examples that I mentioned. As it relates to encryption, we're working with your teams right now to look at how we will continue to expand the footprint, especially around protecting encryption in memory, looking at data as it moves through memory and those kinds of things as they develop new generations of chips. We're seeing the adoption of multi-cloud, meaning multiple clouds, whether they be public or on-prem, private, that are providing different types of services to fuel a business forward. What are the unique challenges as we embrace multi-cloud, and what is HITRUST doing about that? What HITRUST is focused on and what we're actually going to be delivering in the very, very near term is the ability to set security policy one time and then be able to enforce it across all of these clouds from one place. So where we would have a rich set of controls around the VMware environment, because we've been in this ecosystem with Intel and VMware for over 10 years, uh, we'll be able to expand that and customers will be able to 
set that policy one time and include AWS, include Microsoft Azure, even include the ability to uh, orchestrate containers via Kubernetes or other types of container orchestrators. And we'll give the customer a single place to go to set that policy. And then we will do the enforcement of that policy across all those clouds, including giving them visibility as to where those workloads are and where they go, making sure that rules are established as to who can access those or who can move them and have actions on top of them, what infrastructure they're allowed to go to, and other kinds of things that would fall into governance or security policy. And so we would then, in that model, become the security policy engine for the company across all of those different clouds. I'm sure folks are interested in learning more about high trust solutions. Where would you send them for more information and to engage with your team? We do have quite a bit of content on our website, www.hightrust.com, but I would look on the resources page because there are a number of use cases, case studies, white papers. Your listeners are welcome to email me at pconte, P-C-O-N-T-E, at hightrust.com, and I'd be happy to guide anybody towards other parts of the organization. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a real pleasure. My pleasure as well, Allison. Thank you very much. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization. 